0: Welcome to That's What Sure Said. I'm Adam. And I'm Brooks. And this is the show where we think long and hard about The Office, Parks and Recreation, and all the other great content produced by Greg Daniels and Michael Schur. Here we go. Next is Heavy Competition, which I think we get back to another good episode.
1: Yeah, it's definitely better. It is tail end with that horrible cheese puff scene though, right? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes yes the cheese puff cold open is uh terrible and just a little cheesy for me i don't know yeah it's just kind of uh, it's just it's just like meh meh like it doesn't feel like
1: something they would do together either it feels like another kind of reach so it's like a, oh pam is
0: cute thing you know
1: like right michael's playful and Ryan's ooh, Ryan's involved. Like that's <laughs> yeah. exciting.
0: Yeah. They just had to think of like something. They're just like, what can we do with these three?
1: They just like, found, they know. really looked around the room and found the cheese balls.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So uh, like story wise, this one is pretty good because we've got Michael uh, poaching clients from Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. I just think it's interesting. Like again, despite how sort of unrealistic it is, it's just like, it's kind of moving things forward in terms of like, well, like we, like we said earlier, they're not really doing much, but here, here we go. Here's at least some kind of plan of action. Michael has, which is to undercut the right. competition with extremely low prices and, uh, sweet talking or whatever he does, you know, his, his sales, his salesman, uh, yeah. magic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny cause, um, you're right. This is one that kind of gets a little bit more into them actually, you know, trying a little bit, at least. Um, but it's funny because they they they're both like pointing out. There's like he's talking about you, and they're pointing to the thing. But like he's not even on speakerphone. He's just talk. He's just like. And I've tried to watch that scene over and over again to see if what he's saying out loud, you know, w- would make them understand what he's saying. But it sounds like you'd have to hear it on speakerphone to understand that it would. Dwight talking about Michael, you know. So hmm. I don't know. I think th- because the other 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 times they talk to Dwight he's on speakerphone, so it's kind of funny because they do the same thing later, the same exact joke, but he's on speakerphone and it makes sense because they can all hear it, you know. But the other one it's like it seems like you even have it like the Dwight sound like he's in the phone kind of thing. So it's 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 interesting that they would do that yeah. because you just have him on speakerphone every time so they can hear him. But uh, oh. Wait, what was the flaw? <laughs> that they basically like were both listening to his phone call, but they, but he was an on speakerphone. He was just had the phone up to his ear and Dwight was, was basically saying he was kind of trying to, they were going to betray him, but then they're pointing to the notepad. Like he's talking about you, but like, how are they hearing the conversation is what I'm saying.
0: Oh, because it wasn't on speakerphone because they were yeah. just listening to the receiver.
1: Yeah. They were just listening to what Michael was saying well but he wasn't saying anything i think
0: i mean i think it's like if you're in a if you're in a small space you know like you can sometimes hear just like you can like make out the words like
1: that's true yeah you're right yeah
0: sorry sorry to to throw that grenade back at you
1: (laughs) you hit the rb and you threw it right back
0: (laughs) um (laughs)
1: No, it's good. It's yeah, good. No, I need it. Because, like, otherwise, that's just what I think. So it's, like, it's good that you have, like, a logistical reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's – and, like, with – yeah, I don't know. I mean, but that is – could that is – It does make sense. Yeah, I think there's def- – I just think there's there's bigger flaws than <laughs> than that in this <laughs> whole thing. Um, I just,
1: like, hate it so much that I pick at everything apart on it.
0: But, like, one thing um, I do love is, um, you know, when Michael – it, it, Michael and Dwight have their meetings and stuff, and, uh, <laughs> and Dwight Dwight oh, strips yeah. off to show he's not wearing a wire. Like that's classic. Um, oh
1: man, <laughs> me at the in front of the sun at noon or something like. And the, yeah. on the what, I forgot what he says, but something that wouldn't make sense. Like yeah, noon, exactly like, like, towards the sun.
0: the sun at noon, which would be straight up. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Th- what do you think about the whole like B story with? Um, Jim and, and Andy with, you know, Andy, like giving Jim eh. advice and Jim like giving a prank. Like it's pretty bad. I don't, yeah, 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 I don't really, I never really got it and it's not like a great prank, but the one good thing that comes from it is that image of Jim, like standing behind the open blinds, (laughs) just like kind of making that smirk at Andy. Like after, you know, Phyllis is like, I think, uh, I think Jim's pulling your leg or whatever. Like I think he's he's like it's just that face he's making while looking right. through the blinds like, like that's used as yeah, like a yeah. meme in yeah. some, you know, in some uh, cases and I think that's a that's a good that's a nice little Jim Yeah, yeah. image meme uh that we get from this episode. Oh, um man.
1: Yeah, it is it is kind of weird though cuz I mean, I guess because there's all the they're like, well, I mean, you know, it's not like Pam spending any time with her fiance, <laughs> so <laughs> she just left him with this horrible boss that hates him. Um eh, You know, and after she just got back from art yeah. school for three months and a lecture circuit, it's like, dang, I thought you didn't want a long engagement. Like, you're not gonna spend any time with your fiance. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I mean, this whole
0: season, like, she's been that, traveling. That's and, just, like, well, it's just that's, funny. But, But, I mean, right now, they're still living together, aren't they? I I don't care, but... Or maybe they don't live together. Uh, They probably hang out after work, though.
1: No, because they can't live together till she got married or something? Wasn't that the... And he's like, oh, haven't I proposed? No, she
0: said till I'm engaged. Oh, engaged. So they're hanging out. They're hanging out after work.
1: They're hanging out. I guess it's true. They're probably hanging out more even because, like, or, you know, having more time together because, like they're both not spending all day five feet from each other, you know? So that, yeah, it's probably good for them. So, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, anything else in this episode. Um, this was, so that was the, that was the main storyline was the office was, w- uh, with, um, what about Charles? What, what, what was happening with Charles in that one? Uh,
0: but for whichever one with where they play soccer, like when they, when, <laughs> when Charles kicks the ball and it hits Phyllis, like, I kept yeah. watching that trying to see like I think it's some like they they filmed him kicking a ball but then they like used CGI to like make cuz like you know when you do like a fake like a film punch you just have to right like go across their face where like depending on where the camera's positioned and so like maybe it was the same thing with a soccer ball where he just had to like kick it off the left side of the can of the frame and then they were able to use <laughs> CGI to like essentially like curve the ball. And as long as Phyllis like did the reaction of getting hit, like, cause there's no way she got hit with a, You know what I mean? Like, there's no way they did that because like, yeah. even if, even if she wanted to do that, like insurance and also like, that know, would yeah. be logistically so hard. Like okay, take fifty three. Like you got it this time, Charles.
1: Here, <laughs> and she look, She looks like she's like got thrown off a building or, <laughs> or something. Well, just like
0: how how hard would it be? Because remember, Jim's got a duck, and then he, like right. It's so it's.
1: It's probably that like kind of thing where it's like Cloverfield, where it's like <laughs> the zoom in effect. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or it's like documentary style. Oh, I thought of a new name, by the way, for um, for for what for like our kind of like mockumentary kind of things. Wait, it's kind of like Dunder Mifflin Infinity. Uh sitcom sitcom-umentary. sitcomumentary. There you go. So it's like a sitcom and documentary, but sitcom sitcomumentary. Hello. No. <laughs> uh yeah, sure, no. yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's see here. Let me see what else I have for um a lot of the other stuff's about the buyout.
0: Yeah, so well, let's go. That's yeah, let's go to the next one. That's where we do the buyout. Uh broke episode titled broke. And this is where, you know, the 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 roosters come home to roost. Wait, what is it? The chickens come home to roost. What does that mean? I don't get it. <laughs> Basically this whole like idea of Michael being able to undercut the competition and steal clients with lower prices it's obviously not sustainable. Um, and that whole yeah. scene where they're like with the financial advisor and like Ryan's like, no, no, no. I looked over the numbers like it works. And he's like, well, yeah, with a fixed cost, like it's just like basic, like business management stuff, like <laughs> that, yeah. where he, where he like just missed a, missed a variable or something. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of, yeah, it's like if you had bought a company that was already up and running with, like, all these operate, you know, then, yeah, maybe that strategy could work. But because this is, like, a brand-new company with no – like, you don't even have a delivery person. Like, any costs are going <laughs> to mean, like, you losing money because essentially it's just a fancy way of saying, like, no, you can't sell people paper at this price because you're just three people. Like, you, you it's just not going to work. Like. Yeah.
1: You can't... Well, and also, I it's weird to me that they took so much of Dunder Mifflin that they were considering such a big buyout, like a multi-million dollar buyout, and then, like, what they actually ended up doing, um, <laughs> and, like, you know, offering 20 grand, 60 grand, all this stuff for this company, that kind of, I feel like, think about where Dunder Mifflin is at this point. Like, if they're cutting spending and they're they're in trouble, basically, you, you know, I wonder how much this actually hurt them, like, in that sense.
0: yeah. So I think that again this is like where I'm kind of on the fence because yeah on the one hand I totally agree it's like super unbelievable that there would be a buyout there would be even negoti like there's no way that they would think that they have any kind of viable business but what but on the other hand what Michael says is kind of true especially of corporate America where it doesn't really matter the the like the long, medium or long term like, Dunder Mifflin's most profitable branch is bleeding money and clients, and no matter how D- David Wallace would try to spin it, like he might get fired, and so yeah, for him, just going like sort of hitting the reset button and going back like a month, and like okay, you know nobody like even really has to know about this, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like that's so I that's think in right, a way yeah. like.
1: But they would because they'd have to go back on the salaries because they literally are all working again. And Ryan's like, this is the second time Ryan's been So
0: hired yeah, so <laughs> for
1: some stupid yeah, I could, reason.
0: That's the thing is I could maybe buy him Michael and Pam coming back right because they were they were yeah. just there. The the thing where Pam is now a salesperson. Okay, now you're now I'm now I'm starting to think this is a stretch, right? Because she doesn't really have you know we we know she doesn't really have experience, like yeah, because she's been a salesperson for like a month and like it's not so anyways that's already a stretch and then the fact that they would hire ryan after all like there's there's just no way and so that to me you're right is like okay that's i gotta i gotta concede a big point there where it's just like they just had to write it they just had to figure out a way to get ryan back twice
1: in in this this season season. right this is why i don't like this (laughs) season because twice in this season they throw ryan back in for the stupidest reasons yeah I told the the temp company I need him. I want him. It's like, yeah, but like, what about Thunder Mifflin? Do they want him? They they I bet him? they didn't <laughs>
0: know. Like, I bet the, the, see, I could buy, like, I could buy that. You know, the, the way he came back in the beginning. Like, but this, but this yeah, is that was, just that was so absurd. Little, little it's just so yeah, I definitely gotta concede that to you.
1: I wonder too about like once they buy back the stolen clients, are they gonna have to use those same rates that Michael Scott Paper Company used? Are they gonna ask them for more money? Like, you know, how does that work in that sense where they bought out Michael Scott paper company who stole their clients with lower prices. Yeah. So then how does Dunder Mifflin when they buy back those clients, how did they, are they just getting them at the Michael Scott paper company rate? <laughs> exactly. It's like, it doesn't, And who's the salesman. Is it go back to the, that's what,
0: that's what the next one is. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, that, and that's kind of, yeah, that's another good point is like this just wouldn't, I just don't know if this would really happen because you're right. It's like, what, what does that mean? Like n- not enough time has been passed. Like have has how much business has actually been done? Like how many invoices have been processed? Like maybe like
1: three. Who knows? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like But enough to make them worry to where David's gotta fly or drive all the way to like Scranton to like try to buy out this company. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like this is definitely where it's starting to fray at the seams a lot. And um just in terms of the yeah just like the plot uh and how they get and the, and the other thing that just bugs me in terms of believability that it really like this is where i'm like okay this just they there there's got to be a better way to have written this where you know up until this point charles is team dwight you know he's he thinks dwight is a straight shooter and a hard worker and i think it is a testament to how much of like a suck up dwight can be right but like for some reason charles hasn't recognized how weird dwight is and maybe it's just because he's so distracted by jim
1: and stuff but like i'd prefer to sit less blood clots nah that's weird you're (laughs) gonna sit (laughs) (laughs) and that's like him not even like kind of just like okay he's got a weird thing there but whatever like i want you to be my right you know he kind of like says after that even but then by the end jim pranks him to where he kind of admits all this funny stuff, like to where it's like, he looks like an idiot. Right. (laughs) So like, so, okay. Charles happens to
0: recognize that Dwight's a fool and a weirdo at this sort of crucial moment where, where now he's going to like start trusting Jim more because of that. Like, and so to me, the, 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 annoying thing is that they don't recognize like David Wallace and Charles don't recognize that, Jim has this huge conflict of interest with Pam because like, like Jim doesn't give a fuck about Dunder Mifflin, you know, like Jim, Jim would much rather have set Pam up nicely with a nice little something, something than So like the fact that they're like, yeah, Jim go talk to them and make sure that like they're going to do this. Like it just, it's just like regardless of how weird and dumb Dwight is like, why i mean i guess the thought is that like they'll listen to jim but it just annoys me that they didn't realize that jim was just immediately going to be like uh you guys like you can you guys can win out of this yeah, you know that's it's true. like cuz J- he's essentially the reason that that <laughs> so anyways so they, <laughs> yeah, so yeah this true. like i love this episode i love how they they tie it up like this i think it's i do like the overall like end of the arc like this, um, but those little things, those little things uh, d- always got to me.
1: Yeah. Well, also, how is David or uh, how uh, you know Charles? Um, is he still? Because okay, because when he's like, I want Charles gone. He's like, No, he's not leaving. And then like he leaves oh. at the end of the episode. Like, what was their deal? Was there a deleted scene that we missed that where they're like, Okay, well, he's not going to work here anymore, but he's still going to stay at corporate. Was that just supposed to be implied that he wasn't leaving?
0: No, no, no. I think Michael was saying like, I want you to fire Charles. And yeah, yeah. Like his job is always going to be a corporate. It, it was just that, that first like day, yeah, like that yeah, first yeah. day he's he like, oh, over. I'm just going to hang out yeah. for the day. And then Michael like freaked out, quit. And then that's why he stayed. So it was kind of like, right, but Michael was right. like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to have to report to him at all. Like, even if he's in New York, you know, and, and David is like, no, I can't. Which is like, again, going back yeah. to the craziness of the whole buyout thing, like it's got to just be David's like, this is just the simplest thing in terms of, um, you know, essentially he just has to like come up with a, a job for Ryan because... Well and Pam, it yeah
1: it's just it's a whole mess it's a whole mess, and then <laughs> and then, yeah, it's like Ryan's not good at anything, and he doesn't have any then, drive, so why even hire him? Just like he wanted the money, just let him have the money,
0: <laughs> I guess David is just thinking like, in terms of who gets the clients and all that stuff, and like how to how to put another person on the payroll, he's, yeah maybe he's just thinking like, Michael, you figure that out like you this is your branch again. You're gonna have to figure yeah, that out. You're yeah. gonna have to figure out how that, how to make that work.
1: It's kind of when Joe Bennett's like, I don't care who manages the branch, just, just don't <laughs> exactly, make me come yeah. over yeah. here and yeah, decide so, or whatever.
0: So yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of absurd, but at the same time, it's like, well, corporate America can be absurd.
1: Yeah, it's it is funny because when Dwight finds out Michael Scott' paper Company is broke, he runs and tells Charles in the conference room's empty. But, like, that was, like, right after they were, like, in the conference room all together meeting and stuff. And they're, like, we need a minute. So they they would still be in hmm. there, you know? So just another funny grenade. Um, <laughs> just so, just hmm. like, they should have been in the background, right? In the conference room.
0: Oh, you mean literally just, like, a continuity error. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, they should this have filmed is not a debate. the background of, of the shot instead <laughs> of, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, but how's that a how's that like a ding against the arc?
1: Those are like grenades, they're not gunshots like those, are, <laughs> you know, those are a little more precise. The grenades are
0: just I'm just throwing things that are just like,
1: oh yeah. Well, maybe oh, they man, took a break
0: terrible. too. Maybe they're like, we need a minute
1: and then <laughs> And and see that's the thing with these grenades is that you just throw them back, so it's okay. Yeah, that wasn't I. I threw I see it back a like, you pointed like it out, two we're feet
0: good. away, so that wasn't a very good throwback. But uh,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I kicked it away. Yeah, <laughs> you just
1: kicked. You kicked it. Uh, okay, so no. Okay, so basically, on broke. We end up where you know, where Charles leaves. And he's like, no, nope, no, you're done. Same way that Charles yeah, was to yeah. Michael. Yada yada, you know. Then we jump to the next episode. Was there anything else in the other one that you wanted to talk about really quick?
0: No, I just, I will just say, I love the last shot of Michael putting his foot up on Jim's desk and smiling. I just, it's just, I just, I don't know. I just like how the episode ended that way. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So the last kind of episode in this arc, uh, which is kind of like an outro uh, in a way I think too, you know, it's a little kinda, Yeah. I kind of like how yeah. new boss was kind of an intro in terms of like introducing you to Charles minor and, and the whole thing with Michael quitting at the end of that episode, Uh casual Friday is like the aftermath of, of the whole, uh, situation where Michael's back at his old role. Uh, he, he's bringing casual Fridays back. Um, and there's a big dispute amongst the salesmen, um, because of, of, you know, the the whole aforementioned stealing of clients and buying out of this Ugh. company that was, like, a month old and, like, wasn't actually servicing those clients. And so it's... <laughs>
1: this is another really cringy episode.
0: Yeah, it's just, yeah.
1: It, it reminds me of Inner Circle, like, where they're all, like, sucking up mm. and they're all trying to, like, you know, and, like, uh, the he's treating only a few people with respect and yeah. everyone else he just... It's just like what, and like when they're eating lunch, I get it. When I get it with maybe Ryan and Michael, but Pam, why would Pam like be like spitting at at the you know kind of that kind of thing where they're you know like I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of annoying to me that the, all the salesmen were. First of all, uh, conveniently Jim wasn't part of the salesman they were kind of attacking. You know, <laughs> so it's basically Michael Scott Paper Company versus the salesman minus Jim. It's like. <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's kind of annoying uh, yeah uh, like, yeah they make a scrapbook together after their one month where they're in a closet and they barely <laughs> even do
0: anything like i come on I so i actually liked that because that's a very michael thing and like pam is so like
1: why would they even yeah. agree to that many pictures but that's though? That like that's seem what like... i'm
0: saying is it's just funny to me that like Ryan probably did not want to be a part of it, but like was forced into it. It would be funny. Pam is like pause it,
1: yeah, and see like what Ryan's face is if he is like mad. But like
0: Pam's just kind of going along with it, and then Michael's so enthusiastic. But yeah, no, I agree. It's just kind of an annoying dynamic. And like one of my least favorite parts of the episode is when Ryan like messes up the sale, and then like Stanley (laughs) starts getting mad, and then Pam comes to Ryan's defense. It's like, you didn't even let him talk. Yeah, it's just like, oh my God, I hate this. Like, fast forward. Like, it's just annoying. And like, why is Pam?
1: Like, if you... If you see Pam and Ryan in any other scene, in any other part of the show, they're always fighting. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so it's like, that's why none of that's why, like, when they get along, I'm like, okay, I mean, cool, you were part of this thing, but like, now you're not. So just get over it. And like, yeah. And it's not even like they're getting
0: along. It's just like, Pam is just the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, like, you know, like, she's just, like, which is annoying because you would think she would be like trying to. Make peace or whatever, but yeah, it just, she just does that dumb, like high schooler thing where she's like, Um, if you weren't yelling at him while he was trying to answer, then maybe he wouldn't have gotten the question wrong, okay? <laughs> and it's just like, Shut up, yeah. <laughs> it's like he was blowing the sales. yeah, he it's was like, <laughs> like, like whatever Stanley said, where he's like, Boy, let me pick up the phone next time, or what, like, he's not wrong, like, yeah. let Stanley handle it, you know, <laughs>
1: like, yeah.
0: But oh, so, yeah, this gosh. episode, like, um, I don't consider it uh, necessarily part of the arc, you know, but it's because it's, the, you know, Michael Scott Paper Company is no more. Well, I mean, like, I think
1: it is if it's a, if new bosses, because I think it's all all these are connected in the sense yeah. of like Charles Miner starts it. And then this is this is kind of the end where it's like they're still the trio. They're still acting all together mm-hmm. like their friends, best friends, Yeah. Um, but they they're not part of the same company, so yeah. So it's like I mean I I think it's still considered part of the storyline, like yeah. Because yeah. the way it ends and the way the next one begins is so much like a wow, we're it was like a new we're going going in a new direction, or like we're gonna finish the season differently with some different random episodes. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's true. That 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 that's true. Even the way it ends with Aaron, how he does the same thing with Pam and like oh let me do what I did to Pam to Aaron It's like a fun hazing thing. You know, that's kind of a. And an interesting way to kind of like tail end that storyline. And also it's kind of interesting because later, you know, him and Aaron have a, like a very father daughter relationship, which I guess that's kind of the more the thing I get confused of with Michael and Pam. Like, what are they supposed to be? Like, it's not really father daughter. No, the, what you said earlier about how
0: she's like his babysitter, that that's what it is. Yeah.
1: Because think oh, about you have it. To take his batteries out or he just keeps going. And Oh, the more infantile, the the more like infantile the more mad he is and like just how she co- keeps pointing out all these little things about him but like that she knows because it's like oh i know this i know how this kid works yeah you know? and like whenever
0: i mean when like in previous seasons too it's kind of always been like that where she's you know like when she's screening his his calls or whatever like yeah. when he like before she connects him to the call she waits for him to say oh, yeah. the one thing cause he always yes. says something weird for her. like all that stuff is kind of like babysitter behavior where you're like, yeah, you know, and, and then whenever she puts up with his like, you know, sort of like mild sexual harassment, it's just right. like, it's how you would treat like a nine year old who is, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. yeah, I think, I think, um, where, yeah, Michael and Aaron have that father daughter relationship um, Pam and Michael
1: have like
0: the the 16 year old babysitting a 9 year old kind of thing like yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's a good way yeah. to put it so yeah I think it is it's older babysitter and Pam's the older babysitter yeah. oh my god it's so funny um, it's so funny
0: yeah, good stuff. Well, I think it's safe to say I won this debate pretty handily uh, in terms of oh, okay. declaring the Michael Scott Paper Company storyline as a gem uh, within the <laughs> Office's tenure.
1: Um,
0: it's just a good, it's just a good storyline. I mean, like we had so much fun talking about it, didn't we?
1: We did, <laughs> and now we can remove it from the show, and nothing will have changed. It's gone forever. No characters will have grown. No actual changes to the to the storyline or any other <laughs> kind of yeah, parts. Yeah, that's have a good point. Changed. That
0: That's a good point. You
1: Literally, could remove it. You could literally remove it, and nothing will have changed. They never talk about it again. They never reference. They never do any. It's just kind of. It could
0: have been like the webisodes. Like it could have been like a webisode, yes, like yes. the accountants. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. But luckily, it wasn't, exactly. and uh, it was part of the show. And some of the best episodes in season five. Um, <laughs> oh dear God!
1: I don't know. Season five is pretty bad. Yeah. So it, you know, but are you with that? But. And and like
0: and like I've conceded some some pretty major points. Um, and it's yes, uh, true. And yeah, there's. It's not all great. It's not all. It's not all rainbows, but um, but yeah, you know, I think it's nice that they. It's it's nice that they did a little extra season, like extended season.
1: It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. It kind of feels like The Walking Dead at the end of this season. They had, um, instead of doing the next season, they just did an extra five episodes. But they felt like they were filmed during the pandemic because they were very bottle episodes. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, like But they weren't good either. There was only one good episode of, like, the five or six. And I was like, ugh. And so sometimes I feel like there's like the extra episodes like this that, that kind of are just added to things that, yeah. you know, they got some good moments, which make it worth, you know, I guess having, but overall yeah they're not always my favorite uh you know arcs and stuff um but yeah overall i'd say my biggest you know thing about it was more that it didn't need to exist and it wasn't I didn't like the dynamic of the three that we got, you know, of Michael, Pam and Ryan. Cause I feel like it's just, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't really enjoy it subjectively as like mm-hmm. a, a, a viewer yeah. and those logistical problems, but obviously, okay. What about Charles minor? We talked about him a little bit. Do you think, do you, are you going to stand that you think he should be maybe not in the show? You don't like him as much.
0: Yeah. I mean, so I think he worked well within this, storyline simply, you know, because of like the plot aspects of it. Um, and also, you know, it's, it's cool to see that, uh, like, obviously we've seen something like his sort of normal person reacting to Michael's craziness, but him reacting to Jim in a different way. Like that's, that's something that's new and, 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 I think mostly interesting and funny and like occasionally kind of eh, falls a little flat, but
1: I do like how he puts like Kevin's on the phones and Stanley is like product (laughs) is like organizing. Like, yeah, he's not a great
0: manager, is he? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, but yeah, I mean, I think as a, as a character, I don't think he, like, I'm glad that it was just sort of this one-off storyline thing because I don't think he would have fit in like, like say like Gabe, did or like um
1: Robert California. Or something. Yeah
0: I mean even yeah like, uh, like Robert California wasn't a great fit like there was some weirdness there but a lot of his stuff worked and was funny and different.
1: It's very similar though to this kind of the boss that's like no nonsense boss you know like versus like David Wallace who's like just kind of like rolls his eyes at everything but doesn't do anything about it you know and then there's these bosses who are like stricter who kind of come in and put a stronghold over the office, you know, cause it's either Dwight or it's like someone from corporate. Well,
0: yeah. And that's what, I, that's why I think like, cause Robert California had some like comedic value, but like David Wallace, yeah. you're right. Like Charles Minor is like David Wallace, but stricter. And right, um, so, right. yeah, there's just not, he's just kind of a bounce board for comedy. Um, and it like, so yeah, I don't think like, even if he had been in the rest of the season, um, you know, I think he's great in Company Picnic, but like, I'm glad he wasn't just there, like in the yeah. background. Like, I just think it would have been.
1: Well, what do you? What if he did? Would play a role like David, where it's like you you have him playing more of like a, you know, you see him every few episodes, disciplining someone. Like, would that still not have been funny? Or do you think? Are you talking about? Because all we saw him in was just in the office, really like. Messing up the flow of what's going on day to day But I mean if he was in the role of like David Wallace or Jan like where they're Disciplining him you know like I think that Could have been maybe yeah. okay, um, If he was in it full time after that Or before that or something
0: yeah yeah or maybe Or like on phone calls or something Kind of like David Wallace's right. character yeah. yeah That's yeah that, yep. yeah I think he could have Maybe remained a presence it's Like can
1: I do this thing uh no Michael you you can't do that thing You know and <laughs> yeah. he's just kind of like but he's more strict because we never hear him really deal with strict people on the phone like that all the time. It's always David. You just let him do stuff, kind of usually.
0: Most of the yeah, time. or or we get like a talking head with Charles in New York or something like that. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think that could have maybe worked. I guess you know Idris Elba wasn't as famous back then. Like obviously he had been in The Wire, and and he had been in a lot of stuff but like yeah now watching it it's it's it feels like stunt casting so that's another thing that's tough to kind of get past
1: and that was something allison jones really didn't want so you can tell that like that's kind of where that started mm-hmm. with this season i think because what i mean the first few seasons like i can't think of a lot of celebrities like that you know that played ma- major roles in the show right can you yeah right so once they had new showrunners they're like well and, and they were bigger at that point I think that was like the biggest they'd been so I think NBC put pressure on them to do yeah, that
0: yeah but remember they were still trying to avoid it avoid stunt casting because with that Super Bowl the episode that came that aired after the Super Bowl like yeah like they went to great lengths to make it like not like so that worked well so I don't think you know obviously again like Idris Elba was not an A-lister back then but I think he was still different enough. Like if you were like if you were a big fan of The Wire, you'd be like, oh, that's you know what I mean? Like it's like same with Amy Ryan. Like they like they cast her because they were big fans of her from The Wire. And like so I feel like they I feel like part of of his character being a little bit unnecessary or like not unnecessary, because again, I like the I like the um the conflict that he creates and that the whole Michael Scott paper company thing is, but like beyond that, it's like, yeah, what else I mean he's just a strict David Wallace that like is it, yeah, so yeah.
1: well, and it's funny because you know actually even in um like like he's playing you know he's not even playing like a kind of a comedic character in this show but it's also funny because it's one of his only comedy roles he's ever done um like if you look at his like all his past roles i mean he's obviously done roles like luther and things where he's got little one-liners or something but actually to be like a lead or like a reoccurring character in a comedy that was the first time and the only time he's done that so it's kind of interesting because i think he you know even but but like i said he doesn't play like a funny character he plays just that straight serious kind of character um so it worked i think you know i think i he's this is the 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 comedy he would work in like you couldn't throw him in like how i met your mother and you know or something like that where it's just this like sitcom you know you can only kind of throw him in something like this where he can kind of be himself and just be kind of yeah a little bit more serious and you throw in the humor if you need to, kind of thing. Like, you know, because he's a funny guy, you know, but he's not. <laughs> I don't think he's like a like a joke teller, you know. So, so yeah, I think he, in that sense, he was a good casting. Um, But I know what you mean too about his character just kind of being a weird presence in the actual office, yeah, day to day.
0: What are things <laughs> <Yeah>. like day to day? Yeah. So uh I think that's that's but, probably. Uh, yeah. That'll probably do it for uh, Michael Scott Paper Company versus Charles Minor. Yeah.
1: V. Charles Minor. Um, yeah, we, I think we went down this hole long enough.
0: That's what Sure said.